two has entered the podcast. Are you ready? Are you ready for some bomb podcast? Are you ready? Are you ready for some bomb podcast? Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not going to say which song that's originally from, but if you know, you know. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player Two Has Entered the Podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Papers Tax, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc, baby. Oh, Derek, how was your week? Good, it sir. Was, uh, it was pretty good, man. You know, did a lot of uh, thrifting and posting and mm-hmm. laying around and playing video games. Very good. Very good week. All um, right, man. He's our thrifter, man. Yeah, yeah. He's that brother when you need some good games to fill your week. He's your thrifter, man. Yeah, and I've got the I've got thrifting stories for you too. Oh man, I can't wait to hear him. What's going on in the world of thrifting? Yeah, so uh are you ever out so we're both nerds. We and, are nerds, this yeah. is true. That checks out. And if you're ever out and you hear other people talking about some nerd stuff and they're mm. getting it all wrong. Oh man. And in your in your heart you're just like, ah, oh, you're saying everything wrong. It's like uh I akin it to uh Dwight when Jim I was literally just thinking about that episode where (laughs) Dwight said, I never waste time at work. So Jim tries to goad him into like joining in on a side conversation by getting Battlestar Galactica. Gandalf, (laughs) Dumbledore, (laughs) Calrissian. Dwight's like, okay. (laughs) But no, uh, this woman and this uh, other gentleman were in the pawn shop. And this woman is talking about the game Black Myth Sun Wukong. Mm. And she says, there's this game that's coming out. It's like, I forget what it's called. It's like Son Goku or something. And then the other guy. You know what? Legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this is the part that get it. The other guy's like, oh, you mean Ghost of Tsunami? Yeah, I played that game. I beat that. I uh, liberated all the islands. I was like, oh, no. Man. Not Ghost of Tsunami. You bringing back memories. I've I've definitely been in like disc replay or like a re, like a retail st- like listening to like what I would call casuals talk about video games or nerd shit, and like listening to them get it all wrong. And I'm like, y'all, uh, yeah. Because my my thing is, you I know you played the entire game, so that How means you, you heard call the goes to tsunami. Yeah, you heard the name Tsushima at least a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> so and I'm I mean, over here trying to figure out if I say Tsushima or Tsushima. But he's over here like saying tsunami. That's yeah. a whole nother ghost okay. of tsunami. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, oh, man. No. So after he left, I told her this is the game that you're looking for because I far be it for me to call somebody out. Yeah, some, that was actually nice of you. Silly yeah. shit, you know. Yeah, all some stuff that doesn't matter. But yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was really funny. I've done that a few times, like listen to a mom or somebody struggle looking for a game and kind of like stepped in, like, hey, this is probably what you're looking for. This one's really good. If you're looking for co-op, I would actually recommend this one instead, right. you know, that type of thing. And it's nice. It's nice. It, it's nice to have knowledge that's actually useful for once. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. I don't know uh, if you ever like microwave food for Kristen, but uh, Vicky, she likes her food really hot microwaved. Okay. Yeah. Same with Kristen. She does not like it if it cools down even a bit. Yeah. So historically, when I microwave her food, it's never as hot as she wants it because I'm like, this this too it's too fucking hot. That's mm. th- there's no point in it being that hot. Yeah. And this time I actually did get it hot enough. So points mm. for me. But okay. when I handed her the food, she said, uh, <laughs> "Is it uh, really hot?" I said, "Yes, it is." And then she takes a. She said, "Basically, I don't believe you." <laughs> and took a bite. Yeah. She said, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's said, wow, funny. That's really hot. 
I got my own uh, wife reheating hot story to tell you, actually, now that you mention it. Sweet. Last night, Kristen was reheating soup for us to eat. This could have went way worse than it did, but she reheated like some chicken noodle soup in a mason jar, and she Mm -hmm. picked up the jar just full on out of the microwave, thinking it was cool enough. It burned the shit out of her thumb. She screamed, like a a scream of like deep pain, like from deep inside, Mm -hmm. and threw the jar, and my son was standing on the other side of the island where she threw it and it landed and some of it spilled out or whatever, but she could have like scalded him on accident because she just couldn't hold it anymore. And it landed and like my son just stood there and I just stopped. Both of us were like frozen our tracks because we heard the sound like just emanate from Kristen. And then Ben just like the fear got to him and he was like, uh, and he like ran in the living room and I was like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, she has like a kind of like a whitish, burn line on her thumb we immediately applied some ointment to it and wrapped it up for her but like she burned at least second degree i believe like we know where it blisters up yeah she jacked her thumb up pretty good so Mm. pro tip uh, guys pro tip you know just kind of tap give your uh ceramics your glass a little tap when they come out of the microwave there a little tippy tap yeah so you know that could have went way worse i'm so thankful and glad that no one got like seriously injured and she even seemed to be okay and in good spirits after we you know we tended to her thumb so yeah that's good crisis averted right yeah ben was just like and he like ran off (laughs) it's like fair enough dude i've almost ran off myself so (laughs) yeah so uh a couple more stories for you last weekend okay I rewatched, started rewatching Mortal Kombat the movie because mm. we were talking about it on uh, Jurassic Four. So I was like, "I got you. I really want to watch this." Yeah, and, it's a great uh, movie. My sister in law Veronica, she had never seen it, so me, Veronica, and Vicky sat down and we started mm. watching it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's like we said, it's so bad, it's good. Mm-hmm. But when uh, the music started playing during the feast hall fight scene, where mm-hmm. uh, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya are fighting Shang Tsung's <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah, and the music starts playing, and Veronica's like really into the music. She's she's like, yeah, yeah, just the music, not the fighting, just the music, not the acting, <laughs> just the music. <laughs> we just started not the set piece, off. just the music. No <laughs> exactly. story, give me music. Uh, yeah, uh, music, music. I was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> man, that music was can man. music can pull a lot of weight when it comes to like a movie or a game or anything. Really, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, and you know when they hit their poses. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Cage is being my favorite, where he just twirls the staff around and then puts his fist up, and it's just it's just so cool. Yeah, but straight uh, up, yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, I talked with my dad yesterday. Okay, how's and, he doing? Uh, he's doing real good. He good. told me that he goes back to work next week, mm. and uh, I asked him. I said, "Are you are you ready for it?" He said, "Well, well, shit, ready or not, here it comes." <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, man, cases are kind of kicking up. How does he keep safe uh, at his job? Because he works at. Uh... He works at Kroger. Yeah, he works at Kroger. I was going to say Kroger and Marsh. I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, what are they doing there to kind of keep him safe? I mean, I assume just the same things everywhere else, like wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Don't be all up on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just okay. whatever. Whatever they can do. But uh, he told me that he could uh, retire next year from Kroger because oh. he said you have to work, be 55 and work there 10 years. Good. He's worked there 13 years and he's 54, so... Oh, so he's ready. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. He's talking about uh, you know, doing the music thing, writing. Mm-hmm. He writes music and he's acting in like some web shows and whatnot. So okay, he's really just trying to do all the stuff that he couldn't do because he had so many kids. 
<laughs> I understand that. Well, in a way, I understand that. I, was right. say, I only have one kid, and I can see how much time he takes up. So mm. more kids, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool, cool, yeah, cool, cool. Just the music. Well, um, I don't have a whole lot of personal news, except I have lost eight pounds, which is good. I think this, uh, it's very slow going, but it is, I am moving forward with the whole uh, fasting thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, just eating in an eight hour window, the same eight hour window every single day is like a game changer, dude. Yeah. My body just seems to know when to metabolize, when to be hungry and when not to be hungry. I don't find myself like snacking or overeating during the day, but when I'm hungry, I just eat. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel full faster, which is interesting. At night, when I feel like the craving to snack, I just know like it's not just extra calories. It's throwing my body completely out of its rhythm. So it actually keeps me from eating outside of my window. Right. Cool. You know? So yeah, it's been like a really applicable discipline for me. Like it's working for me. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact that I'm not getting as much exercise as I would like, which is my next step. I need to try to find a, I found a way to kind of adjust my diet for this quarantine life. Now I need to find a way to adjust my exercise for this quarantine life. So that'll be part two. We'll see how that goes. I need to adjust my exercise, period. (laughs) (laughs) We got some cool news as far as stuff coming out. So Wonder Woman is finally going to drop for free for HBO Max subscribers on Christmas Day. Finally. I'm looking forward to checking that out. I really, really hope it does well. So one, show Disney that you don't have to charge $30. You can get new subscribers just by putting out content. Mm -hmm. Um to people who already pay you your monthly subscription, but also to show other people who are holding on to the movies for like a summer release date, <laughs> fat chance, right. that you can actually do really well with a simultaneous release and make a decent amount of money. Like this may be ushering in a new model for movies moving forward. You know what I mean? Because yeah. even before coronavirus, Chris and I were talking about the hassle and the amount of money that we have to spend to go out and see a movie in the theater when our home setup is actually really decent and we can enjoy ourselves not to worry about somebody talking through the whole thing. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's getting to the point where going to the theater may not be as viable as it used to be. So. Yeah, it sucks, man. I really do enjoy the theater experience, but like you said, if I could just stay home and get almost the same thing. Yeah. No, the theater's cool for what it is. I just, yeah, I think as technology advances, as things advance, as as media advance, like... It just seems less and less of like worth it for the benefit. Like you get that big screen and the loud surround sound, but there's so many trade-offs to that. You know what I mean? So yeah, it doesn't seem like it's worth it when you're closing that gap at home. Another show that you and I both love, uh, we're big fans of the show, Big Mouth on Netflix. Season four is dropping real soon on December 4th. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So get ready for that. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Love me some Big Mouth. That's something I'm feeling for sure. So not today for today's episode or anything, but just in general. So if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. It it is a very, very, very well-written, funny, raunchy adult cartoon about being 13 and going through everything that (laughs) that entails. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool, cool. So uh, let me ask you, Derek, this week, what you playing? Uh, I am still playing Trails of Cold Steel 4. It is still going very well. So good. The story is just picking up. I feel like I'm maybe halfway through it, Hmm. but we'll see. Uh, I also picked up Dead or Alive 6. I've been waiting to play this game for so long, and then I popped it in and played the story mode. It is so bad. And Ooh. not the, the game, not the fighting and the mechanics, just the actual story mode. Like the interactions yeah. between characters are just so baseless and bland. 
mm. and the voice acting is bad and mm. the English words don't sync up to the lips because mm-hmm. it's a Japanese game mm-hmm. originally. So mm-hmm. it's, just, it, it's just so bad. I thought to myself, I said Tekken 5, which came out 13 years ago in mm-hmm. 2004. No, 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 no. Came out in 2004. So 19, 15 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Like six, 15 or 16. Yeah, yeah. 15, 16 years ago. Did a better job of character interaction than this PS4 game. Mm. So, mm. you know, what are you going to do? do? What yeah. you and so and me and the wife finally uh got around to playing the Lego Harry Potter game on uh PS4, which is oh, just cool. a remastered collection of the PS3 Lego Harry Potter. And man, these Lego games are not easy, man. Like to figure out what to do and where to go, <laughs> like I'm like, these are for kids? <laughs> yeah. Some of this stuff is a bit confusing. They vary. I used to be super into Lego games. I kind of fell off, but I really liked the original Lego Star Wars trilogy. I love those. I love the Lego Lord of the Rings. That original trilogy was really fun. That was some of my favorite. Uh, the original Lego Batman I was really into. I didn't like Lego as much when they started just dubbing in like the sound from the movies rather than pantomiming. Because mm-hmm. the coolest thing about the original Lego games was that for a fan, for somebody who's already seen the movie, they would mime out the scenes that you already know or have memorized. So you'd right. see the way that they would interpret them like with the goofy Lego style. Mm-hmm. But it just got kind of lazy where they would just add in the voices. You know what I mean? Like I don't particularly enjoy the voice acting in it. But overall, I mean, they're fun little co-op adventures. And yeah, like you said, depending on <laughs> which Lego title you pick up, it might get kind of difficult. Yeah, like so, Lego Marvel. Yeah. Sweet spot. Love yeah, game. I really enjoyed Lego Marvel. I didn't like it as much as some of the licensed ones because I feel like the story is a little weaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, again, the voice acting, bad. And there were some of the open world bullshit that you had to do in the original Lego Marvel game. I hated. I was like, this is yeah. so... Like you said, some of them were like unnecessarily hard or complicated or the platforming just didn't match what they were asking you to do i didn't end up 100 percent in that i think on the 360 though okay so i was that obsessed i was like i want to get everything right you liked it everything (laughs) and then all the obscure characters you can get like squirrel girl (laughs) (laughs) pretty cool right on man well this week miles morales is the mainstream it is good. I'm actually doing, uh, we're recording on Saturday, obviously. So I'm doing episode four tonight for those who are listening that will have already occurred. And it's funny. I shared when I first, my first episode, I don't share like on social media every single time I stream, but I will pop on there occasionally. I don't want to like spam my groups or whatever. Cause I'm part of a lot of groups, mm-hmm. but I remember one guy in particular, and I've had a couple of rude comments, which why are you in a group? If you're just going to tear people down. But uh, I streamed up like, hey, I'm going to play Miles Morales every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday until we complete the game. And he was like, that game's like eight hours. You can complete it in one or two episodes. And I'm like, fuck off, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if I don't want to play it for three hours? Yeah, like I'm not going to play it. Time. Yeah, exactly. Like my streams usually last like between two and three hours. But knowing that it is shorter, I do kind of cut it off or I'll you know, kind of dab a little bit in the, in the side content a little longer. You know, just to have fun in that world. And I am having a ton of fun with that game. It's Jelly. Yeah, there's there's definitely it's a tighter, more refined experience than Spider-Man Remastered. Because I've been playing Spider-Man Remastered this week too. I mean, because it's other than the remastering part, it is basically the original game. And mm. there's a stark I'm not the first person to make this observation, but it really shows the difference when you compare Miles Morales to Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a bit of a narc. Like <laughs> 
Yeah. If you remember from the original game, he refers to himself as Spider Cop, which is kind of a, fu- a funny thing or whatever. Right. But he's like buddies with the cops. He's constantly seeking approval from them. The cops are like, hey, way to go, Spidey. We'll take it from here. And some of the crimes he stops, like he, he stops drug deals. But like he just he beats them all to a bloody pulp and he's just like, yeah, don't do drugs. And I'm like, that's not I don't know if. And then like one of the first missions you do to uncover the map. And this is one of the few times I agreed with J. Jonah Jameson. You go around and boot back up these Oscorp towers so the police can spy on New York citizens. And so like presumably so you can hear about crimes. But the thing is, the crimes that you discover, you can hear with a police radio. You don't need surveillance towers to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, just in this environment of like a cab and like all the police, like overreach, it's not sitting well. Meanwhile, Miles Morales, all the crimes he's stopping are like actual serious, violent crimes. And most of the time the cops are like, Hey man, get out of here. We don't need you here. And I'm like, yeah, that's the cops. I know. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just no one black or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It hits a little (laughs) different, you know, but no, I'm into it. I'm loving Miles Morales. I'm loving the animations, the extra costumes, just the overall vibe. It feels a little rushed, like they probably could have stretched out the story a little bit more because they kind of just skip ahead after certain story beats. Like, bam, now we're we're emotionally here to here. Boom. Let's right. do it. Let's go. And I feel like they could let certain revelations or certain plot beats marinate a little more, if that makes sense. No, I get it. But overall, man, I'm into it. So I won't say no more. I know you're waiting to play a uh, version yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Let me just say you'll be pleasantly surprised with how much you enjoy the game. I think even even with all your hype, I, I do think you'll like it. So I've uh, been playing Hades still casually. I'm obsessed with that game. It's really trying to contend with game of the year for me. Like I know I already said Final Fantasy VII Remake. I thought Cyberpunk would be the game that would kind of make me question my game of the year choice. And maybe that's still the case. But right now, it's between Final Fantasy VII Remake and Hades, man. i got to tell yeah. you, like, Hades is just... I rolled credits on it this week, finally. So I kind of, like, concluded the main story, but there's still so much more to go. So I feel like there's an extra story beyond the, the main credits. Mm-hmm. And so much stuff opens up, like, after the first time you get out, like, your, your first successful run, to rolling credits, to, like... All these different like plot points, they just keep rolling back features and extra things to get you playing. And there's this thing called the Pact of Punishment that happens when you, I think you beat the game for the first time or maybe after a couple times, can't remember. But it basically allows you to mod the game to add difficulty, but get rewards for going through with higher difficulty. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so you just constantly kind of up the ante and learn, like layer on at your own pace, new mechanics and prospects of the game. So that way you can keep the runs fresh and interesting. And then all the while you're doing that, you're continuing to get to know all the characters and their story and their info and their plots are advancing. It's amazing. You would think with a game like Hades being kind of like a roguelite that it would not, you know, either get stale or kind of feel samey after a while, but it stays fresh. It progresses. It's got a beautiful pace to me. I was playing it before we recorded. I want to go back to playing it after we get done recording. Like I'm a little obsessed with it. I kind of have to pull back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like getting it in like right before bed or whatever. But yeah, can't say enough good things about Hades. My Monday Night Brawlers has been taken up by Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Now, I was supposed to get from Best Buy, who is supposed to be Best Boy, I was supposed to get my <laughs> copy of Age Calamity yesterday, but it got delayed. It's cool. Last I saw it was in Kentucky. It was coming from Georgia yesterday, and I was like, are y'all really going to make it from Georgia all the way to here? And something happened, I guess. I don't know. 
So it's really close. Hopefully it'll arrive today. It should arrive before Monday night because I don't have any more of the demo to stretch out. I've right. already done two episodes and the demo is like an hour and a half at best. And I stretched it to two hours somehow. <laughs> so I really need that full game so I can continue the story, please. Thank you. Yeah, I saw I saw a few co- a bunch of copies at Best Buy yesterday. Yeah, it's out there. I just yeah. wish they deliver mine. So right. I'm starting to regret like doing the whole delivery thing because they're usually on time. But between this and Miles Morales, I'm like, what, what's going on, guys? Come on, get it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah Best Buy is uh, messing up. Best Buy may, not, may no longer be Best Boy. We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to wait and see. For Friday Night Frights, I played Resident Evil 7, and I know I played that a little bit last week, too. I had a bad run uh, last night playing Resident Evil 7. Like, the first kind of boss and, like, the opening tutorial area, I don't want to, like, ruin it or anything, but, like, they were just, like, overly aggressive, and I think I died to them, like, three or four times. Uh, And I usually only die to them once or, or none, depending on, like, you know, how long it's been since I played the game. And uh, I don't know what it was. And then I died a bunch to like the regular enemies when they first showed up. And I'm like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Just, I felt like bad RNG mixed with me not playing so hot that night. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to continue it because it's still a really fun game. And it does get a little easier the further you get into it because they start to open up like your abilities to attack and your inventory and all that. So I'm going to play it next week. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully I have better luck with it, but it's a lot of fun. It still manages to scare me, even though I've already played and beaten it, but it was a while oh, yeah. back when it first came out. So mm-hmm. some of the some of the jump scares. Yeah, I'm not going to no. be uh, probably never going to play it. So you should. <laughs> it's it's really good. Maybe um scared. I had a I had a buddy in high school that was kind of scared of horror games or like if a game seemed like too combatively intense, he would just watch me play. And then after watching me play for an hour or two, he was like, okay, I think I can, I can do this. So we got to get you, we got to ease you into, we'll have like a a Mortal Kombat viewing party, Mm. (laughs) but for the game. (laughs) Right. So I'm trying to think of what else we got going on. Resident Evil 7. Oh, I also played Doom Eternal because it's the only game of the year nominee that I haven't played yet. So since we're kind of, that's like the last game I want to talk about, let's go ahead and get into gaming news and talk about the Game of the Year awards a little bit and talk about these nominees. So for those who are interested, the Game Awards is open for users to vote on the different categories. You can go to thegameawards.com slash nominees. But for the actual Game of the Year, the nominees currently are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, The Last of Us Part Two. What a lineup. Not a bad list. Wow. What a good year. That just the reminds fact, me right, like the fact that all that came out this year is crazy. Yeah, I was just like, man, if it wasn't for 2020 being 2020, 2020 would have been a nice year. Right. <laughs> like because gaming wise, it was amazing. Like it definitely kept us busy or kept our minds occupied otherwise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Any one of these games, honestly, having played Doom Eternal now, any one of these games deserves to take it. Doom yeah. Eternal, I had a blast with. It felt so much like the original Doom to me spiritually. Yeah. Like just it had you constantly moving and running around. There were like some downtimes. You know what I was amazed about with Doom Eternal what? was the amount of progression systems. I yeah. expected a little bit of leveling up, but there are points that go into like perks you can equip, your weapons, your your side weapons, um, yeah, your armor. Like, and then you have your your ship hub starts to open up, and you have other areas. Like I found some secret stuff so i could play the original doom tune while i was running around in my in my ship or whatever which is fun yeah. and like side challenges within the missions you can find and secrets like 
it's an amazing game, dude. Like, yeah. I was really impressed. I had such a good time with it this week. I'm definitely going back to it. I kind of regret that I didn't play it for a mainstream. I don't know if I have time anymore. Maybe if there's a lull after Cyberpunk, I might slip it in, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, did you happen to uh, face any Marauders yet? What, are those the guys with the cannons on their back? No. Okay. What, what do they do? They have uh, these giant axes that they kind of swing with one hand and they can teleport and they're extremely annoying. Yeah, I don't know if I have. on their head. Yeah, you'll, you'll know. It's okay. a big deal. When they, yeah. It's a big deal? Yeah, okay. it's a big deal. Yeah, I fought guys with like blades for arms like in that challenge thing mm-hmm. and they were pretty tough and the guys with the cans on their backs, the giant brains with the huge single cannon on its back and then mm-hmm. like the... The Big Chomper guys. I don't know the names of any of them. Cause big Chomper guys. Big Chomper guys. Because uh, I'm a terrible Doom fan. But I had a blast. Seriously. Yeah. like It's an amazing game. I had a lot more fun with that than Doom 2016. Not that Doom 2016 is a bad game. I didn't vibe with it initially near as much. Like, this game hooked me immediately. Yeah. So. And then you got the meat hook. Mm. So, yeah. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, we've talked this game to death. We did a spoiler cast on it. Everybody knows our opinion on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I It would be my vote for Game of the Year right now. You got Ghost of Tsushima. Did a spoiler cast on that. We love it. Still love it. I'm mad they got snubbed for best multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. At least they're up for Game of the Year and, and quite a few other awards. I think the Jin is up for best character, which I don't quite agree with. I think he's a good character. I don't know how he stands up against other characters, though. Yeah. Abby's up there, actually, for best character. I really? voted for her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, going against the grain. Going it, well, I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, of all the people they had up there for best character, she was the one that I really kind of was affected by and impressed with the most. So Yeah, makes sense. Hades is up there for game of the year, which awesome to see an indie game up there. Congratulations to Supergiant. You know, you guys deserve it. You work hard. You make great games. You make awesome art. So good to see that they're getting recognized. Animal Crossing, I feel like just might take it just because Animal Crossing was such a huge cultural event this year and brought in a lot of not non-gamers, but I think gamers who are less traditional, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's more of a broader general appeal. Yeah. Uh, It's very artistic, very social wives this this year. Yeah. 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 Wives. Yep. A lot of wives. 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 Yeah. Wives. Took took a lot of wives, took, well, took their (laughs) lives and put them on the video games. Right. (laughs) No, but I, I love that game. I had to stop after a while because I can't commit myself to a single game every single day. And the way that Animal Crossing is set up, I felt compelled to come back to it every single day. So once I left, I couldn't come back. It's it's weird how that works. Yeah, I'm always like that. I'll play yeah. Animal Crossing for a good, like, solid couple of months, and then I just stop. <laughs> yeah, like, Vicky, she she had to stop. She said, I just feel like there's nothing else I can do to my island. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you've been playing well, for hundreds of hours. Yeah. I hope well, I mean, there's that's nothing worth else it. you can do to it. No, there's always something you could do. They're always releasing updates. But, you know, and there's always the fact that, like, all year round things change. So she could have caught more fish and this and that and the other. But if you feel like you've reached a point that you finished, that's great. I always feel like I don't finish it so much as abandon it. And it makes me feel bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like my island's out there somewhere. And they're like, where where'd he go? But now she's finally about to get back on Nino Kuni. So I hopefully she can stay through that till the end. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. And then you got The Last of Us. Mm. Man, yo. Yeah. That music, that story. Yeah, it's just, man, 
It's and you got else. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, my God. And you got Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Woo! So, Ooh. yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough one. Again, I don't care who wins. That, that This is one of the few times I've seen an awards lineup where no matter who wins, I win. Because they're right. all great games and they all deserve it. Yeah. So, uh, we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, again, if you want to vote, you can go to thegameawards.com slash nominees. Uh, shoot us an email, man. Let us know you know, who you voted for or if anybody got snubbed and you feel like should have been on the list, who was that? Can you think of any games that you feel like should have been on that list for game of the year? For game of the year? Uh, honestly, no. Like, all the big good games and all the small good games were there, I feel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even mad that Persona 5 the Royal didn't make it because they got best RPG category. But it's it's kind of like a remaster, and they yeah. added a decent amount, but not enough. Like it's just that's a 2018 game, you know. Right. I don't want to bring it, yeah. So actually, no, that's a 2016 game. Oh, wait, are you sure? Persona I, Five? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty no, sure. not 2016. Hold on. It was more recent than Hold that. On. Look it up. Look it up. I am about to look it up right now. All right, while you're looking it up, I'm gonna get some more news in. So, Sunshine Mario Sunshine on the Super Mario 3D All Stars. Gets GameCube controller support. So if you got copies of Sunshine on GameCube, sell that shit now because the viability of it has just went down with the fact that now you can actually use the GameCube controller and its triggers for the flood controls the way it was meant to be played. Yep. Uh, Uh, I gotcha. Persona 5, September 15th, 2016. What? Yeah. It's a four-year-old game, so. That's crazy. I remember it specifically because I used to play it in my basement in my old place while I was still working at Boar's Head. Ah, <laughs> so. I was trying to tie it to Ben because that was the year he was born, and I oh. don't remember playing it that year. Yeah. That's oh. interesting. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for looking that up. Yeah. You know me. I like to just say facts on this show that are completely wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You had a bit of news this week. Uh, what's going on with you? Yeah. So we got some leaky leak leaks, baby. Oh, driptastic oh. leaky leaks. And these leaks come straight from Capcom. They Cap were God the, leaks. Yeah. They were the unfortunate victims of a ransomware attack by hackers. Oh. And they basically got their whole like video game release date lineup for the next three years uh well let's hear it yeah i'm excited so, so coming up first resident evil outbreak mm-hmm. dragon's dogma 2 and i know you're excited about that street that, fighter wow. 6 mega man a new mega man game wow a resident evil 4 remake which you know we all saw that coming uh monster hunter 6 actually no i didn't see that coming you didn't see honest. that coming hmm. yeah no i uh but yeah keep going keep going yeah uh, Biohazard Apocalypse, Super Street Fighter Six, mm. a Final Fight remake, mm. a Power Stone remake, yes, <laughs> Ultra Street Fighter Six, and I believe that is it. Yep, that's it. What are the dates? Yeah, they're just like Q three. Like it doesn't give you exact dates. It's like Q three twenty twenty one, Q four up through twenty twenty four. Okay, but yeah, all right. I might like, have to Google that. I kind of want to see when Power Stone's got oh, Power Stone, dude. Yeah. But these are, uh, a few of them have been verified, like obviously Dragon's Dogma and Resident Evil and whatnot, but some of them have not been verified. So keep this, take this with a grain of salt. We're, I'm very excited about a new Power Stone and hell, Mega Man too. Yeah. I love Mega yeah. Man. You know, we're probably not going to get it like it's a long shot, but I'd really like to see another Berserk tie in with Dragon's Dogma. That'd be great. Yeah. 
That'd be so cool. I don't even think Dark Arisen has the Berserk armor in it, does it? I think it's just the original. Probably just the original. Yeah, that's why I got that original, baby. Yeah. Other news. Doom Eternal is going to be digital only for the Switch. I can't believe Doom Eternal is coming to the Switch. Well, yeah, so you could pre-order it from GameStop, but mm. then earlier this week, GameStop started canceling people's pre-orders for it. Mm. And so naturally, everyone thought that the game was canceled. Mm. But really, it's just moving to digital only. So, which is which sucks, because Doom Eternal deserves to have a physical edition Yeah, on Switch. I don't know why they... And I can only imagine how massive it's going to be. Yeah, maybe the cart production cost. I don't know. Limited run or somebody's going to print it. Don't worry. It's going to happen. But yeah. it sucks because then you'll have to wait for that. Like right now, I'm waiting for the Devil May Cry 5 special edition to be printed because oh, yeah. they did a digital only in the beginning. When does that get released in the physical? It comes out in December. December? Uh, I don't know the exact date. I just okay. remember December. So. Well, I'll be. I'll probably pick it up after Cyberpunk perhaps but i'm, I'm excited all types of happy out. faces right now because i really love devil may cry 5 i, I so know good. me too that's it's... the one thing i was upset that wasn't on the capcom leak list bang, it was bang, like a bang, devil may cry devil 6 trigger. yeah because they're already working on that special edition it'll it'll come don't worry yeah. it'll come. It'll come. i want it now uh well you got god of war next year you spoiled brat so mm. play that <laughs> <laughs> oh man speaking of really being into things i just gotta ask you one question Derek. this week what you feeling? I am feeling my wife Victoria's homemade pizza sticks. Is this a sexual thing? It could be. Okay. But it is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's literally just you go to the store, you find some refrigerated pizza crust, which is usually by the biscuits, mm -hmm. and you get your pepperoni, mm. mozzarella cheese, your butter, and you basically just put all the ingredients inside of the dough. You roll it up. Slap some butter on it, throw it in the oven, and you're good to go. Wait, you Lace. put it in the dough. So, like, do you roll the dough out like a pizza size, put all yeah. the ingredients, roll it up? Well, not like a pizza like... size. Like, you cut as much as you want your, as big as you want your pizza stick to be, mm -hmm. which is usually, like, maybe four inches. And you put the ingredients inside of that, and then you roll that up. And you just make a bunch of them. Interesting. Yeah. They're so good. They're so good. And this time, we I used te she used turkey pepperoni. Mm. And what I found is that when I eat pizza, especially uh, like pizza that's not homemade, mm -hmm. regular pepperonis give me uh, uh, heart acid reflux. Yeah, acid heartburn. reflux, heartburn, mm -hmm. real bad. Turkey, okay. the turkey pepperoni did not do that for me at all. Oh, good, uh, and it was great. I ate like five of them. I was fine. Cool. So I didn't need any gummy tummies. <laughs> yeah, I've been staying away from pizza lately just because cheese. Yeah, I love cheese. cheese is, I, I find that as I approach forty years old, cheese is my enemy. <laughs> so the we'll number see. one <laughs> well cool man right on Yay. it's good when uh your wife's making something you're into uh what are you my... feeling well this week i am feeling and i've been feeling this particular musician for years i'm talking decades because he's he's been around for a while but recently one of my favorite musicians thundercat was on first we feast hot ones Mm -hmm. You know that episode where they eat hot wings and have an interview? Yeah. Made me love him even more because I know a little bit about him personally, but I haven't like researched him, researched him. He is a big anime nerd. He loves comic oh. books. He loves video games. He was wearing a hidden leaf headband around his neck and he was nice. carrying Garus Gord too. Like that's Ooh. how sick he is. All right. He's got a song called Dragon Ball Do-Rag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thundercat to me, like to try to describe his sound, he's like 
70s soul funk mixed with like rock mixed with like like he's a real good bass player um he sings falsetto a lot it's very funky very groovy very kind of smooth some of his songs or at least his videos are kind of funny too but a lot of it is just it's just good tunes man like my favorite songs of his besides dragon ball do rag which i I would recommend checking out the video online because he's like pretty much unsuccessfully hitting on women the entire video it's pretty funny (laughs) uh he's just like sauntering up and dancing like check me out in my do rag (laughs) there's another song that he hangs out with havana ginger it's like a childhood friend of his which if you guys don't know who havana ginger is she's a porn star actually um yeah but uh, they're they're buddies, and they do a video together for the song "Walking," and that also is uh, it's a real cool song. Like I love the it's just it's just I vibe well with that song. But the video is really weird and odd, and I can't really explain it. Again, you got to watch it. He actually did a song with Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald on the same track called "Show You the Way." Who'll show you the way? Yeah, like all <laughs> three of them are like. <laughs> show you show you the way and i'm like all three of y'all come on now i love this dude oh you're missing yeah. phil collins what's that oh yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but no thundercat is he's a great dude he's an awesome musician check out his music check out his episode on uh hot ones you know yeah i had to check that out Definitely. I think you like, I don't know if you, I don't know if he's like your style. Like, you know me, like, I like all types of music. Mm-hmm. I listen to everything. Like, I just love music. Listen to him talk like about a lot of the tunes that he's into and a lot of the soundtracks that he would listen to coming up and like his musical vibe made me realize that like, we're more like than like, he's really into the Chippendales theme song. I was like, what? Shut up. I love that. <laughs> so just listening to him talk about his life and what he's into was really cool to hear, especially since I'm so into his music. So that's what I'm feeling this week. Oh, dope, cool, dope, cool, 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 cool. Oh, man. You know what else I'm feeling? Oh, I'm feeling there's got to be a challenge. Ah, my power levels are up at 9,000 and we got to go, go, go. This is the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge! <gasps> this week, we're doing Berserk Episode 9 in Full Metal Alchemist, Episodes 25 through 27. So I gotta ask you, Derek, Episode 9, was it hype? It was not, but oh, things didn't happen. Actually, okay. there was some hype. There, okay. It set up hype, okay? I was like, oh, so, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> was it hype? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, what? Tell me what happened. We left off with the King's brother, Urius. The fall hunt begins, and this is the uh, event where the king goes out with his knights and they hunt like foxes and boars. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Guts is annoyed, and he's like, why do we have to sit here and play with these nobles? Rickett is like, hey, man, you know, uh, I like it. I don't like being on the battlefield having to worry about getting killed all the time. And then Gaston is like, how dare you talk shit about us getting this uh, good place in the army? It's Kush job, man. I mean, yeah, Come on, man, it's chill. I'm not trying to be out there. And Guts is like, swinging my sword is my nature on the battlefield. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He's I just edgelording it. all over the place. They're like, shut up, Guts. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> Guts. <laughs> so then it uh, pans over to Griffith and the princess. Mm-hmm. And Griffith basically starts... He starts hitting on her a little bit, you yeah, know. He teaches yeah. her a little uh, trick with a leaf, 
where he oh, puts yeah, it to on his lips it. and whistle. He's like, no, you have to put it on your lips like this. Softly. And then blow. Softly. <laughs> I was like, oh, Griffith, you're Tenderly. fine, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Urius is plotting. He's got his archer with him. He's like, we got to wait till Griffith's alone so we can get this man poisoned mm. and out of here. Okay, and so you got so, an assassin ready to shoot him. Okay. Yeah, and so it just so happens that a boar that the knights were chasing scares the horse, the princess's horse, and then she starts, the horse starts running off with her in tow, and Griffith goes after her, giving mm. the assassin the perfect chance to strike, so he mm. follows and shoots Griffith dead in his chest. Dead in his chest. Like, oh no, poison oh. arrow to the chest, I bet Bam. I don't know what's gonna happen next. <laughs> And then, <laughs> of course, it's revealed that the arrow struck the egg of the king, oh. which is the crimson behalit, which is that creepy eyeball necklace thing that he wears. Saved him. Clutch. Yeah. And the princess is like, oh, if I hadn't lost control of my horse, oh, I'm this so sorry. Happened. And the griffin's like, no, it is an absolute honor to protect you, princess. Girl, I'll Don't take the arrow. ever blame you, yourself. <laughs> Basically, what ends up happening is... The king thinks that someone was trying to assassinate the princess. And then and so he took an arrow like, for yeah, it. Yeah, it makes yeah. it look like... Uh, the Griffith exact opposite of what General Urius is trying to do. Oh, yeah, no. Urius is like, no, our plan has backfired. Now Griffith is even better. <laughs> and Urius... Uh, Griffith actually gives Urius this crazy, creepy-ass look. Like like uh, he knows? I remember yeah, that look, like, dude. That look. Man. Oh, my God. When I say that If Griffith you can murder somebody look, with a look... Yeah. <laughs> when I tell you Griffith be looking creepy as fuck, man, like yeah. some of his smiles and his looks are just oof, oof, severely off-putting. Yeah. But I guess that's the point. And yeah, Yuri's he shot a look right at him like, I knew, I knew it was you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Yuri's just like, oh no, well, what if he knows? <laughs> no, there's no, no way you know. Oh, no, 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 I can't know. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And so then we uh, fast forward to Griffith in his library study. Mm-hmm. And Hanging Guts out, is, chilling. Yeah, Guts is looking at all the books, and he's like, wow, there's a lot of books in here. And Griffith's like, yeah, I just like to read them out of curiosity, really. There's books on cooking and even putting on makeup. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, Griffith right, well, out here, right, cultured. Mm-hmm. Worldly. Uh, yeah, and then he tells Learned. him this uh, poison that's on this arrow. No commoner could have this poison. So mm, obviously it has to be poison with yeah. some money. Mm. And I think it's this person. And guess what, Guts? I would like you to kill this person for me. Oh, shit. So he basically hired, well, not hires, but he asked Guts to kill the king's brother. And he says he has to be not unseen. There can be no link back to Griffith whatsoever. And then mm. the last shot we see is Guts hanging out on the top of a building, Batman style, getting ready to murder Assassinate. his prey. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So it's setting up, setting up hypeness. Yeah, this next episode, I'm definitely going to be curious about your opinion on it, because it's uh, It's a a doozy. (laughs) Yeah, it's something else, man. Like I said, there's... I'm not even... uh, Anyways, all right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, overall, uh, like you said, not super hype, but definitely interesting shit happened. What'd you think? Yeah, Yeah, no, uh, it was was a very, very, very good episode, honestly. Like like I said, the the episodes haven't been very hype, Mm -hmm. but... Seeing like the machinations of everyone and Griffith's like just stature and everything, kind of making it worth it for me. So uh, cool. I'm interested cool. to see what's what's going to happen. Yeah, no, it's a it's a slow burn that definitely paid off for me. So I'm interested to see uh, how you take it. All right, well, let's get into it. So we got episode 25 of Full Metal Alchemist. Now, if you remember in the previous episode, Edward and Ling were swallowed by Gluttony's giant like stomach 
mm-hmm. void or whatever. Yes. And it looked like Envy was destroyed because all that was left was Envy's legs on the other side that wasn't swallowed. Mm-hmm. So when they find themselves in this endless dark cavern and they start to see the other things that Gluttony had swallowed, like the car and part of the house, they're like, oh, crap, we're inside Gluttony's stomach. Why is it this big? This is insane. And you actually uh, you see the skeleton of one of the church people that he ate. From that's episode, messed up. Like, what, yeah, four? for for no, eagle-eyed viewers, you can yeah. actually, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, so they're they're like trying to get out. Then you shoot to May, the young girl from Jing, who like Ling is looking for the source of immortality. She's still looking for her little baby panda, baby panda, mm. baby panda. So you find out a little bit of background on the panda. Apparently, it had some sort of disease that stunted its growth, and it was abandoned by its mother. So she took on the panda and they kind of grew up together and that's yeah. why she loves the panda so much. Even the panda gets a backstory. Like yeah. I can't. <laughs> so yeah, Scar overhears her talking about the panda and he agrees to help search for the panda. Then it shoots back to Edward and Ling and they run into Envy because of course they do because Envy has a Philosopher's Stone and probably reanimated it after being swallowed. Mm-hmm. And Envy was like, yeah, we are indeed in Gluttony's stomach. There is no exit from this stomach. What we're in is a recreation of a gate of truth that father, you know, the person who created the homunculuses had -hmm. tried to create within gluttony. So the gate of truth, if you recall, is that eyeball that opens up when you try to do some, some real shit with alchemy, like when Ed and Alphonse try to bring their mother back and, and they went and spoke to the truth and he took Ed and Ed's uh, arm and his leg. So this is kind of like that, that type of void, but there's really no way out. So that kind of sucks. And then Envy decides to take this opportunity to talk a bunch of crap and reveal that Envy was actually the one that started the Ishfall Civil War by impersonating mm-hmm. a soldier and, and murdering a child, like in cold blood. And Edward just like loses it. Like he gets so mad and rushes Envy and punches him. And Envy barely registers the punch. Yeah, doesn't flinch. And then <laughs> and then Ling's like, I think Envy's a lot bigger than the form that he chooses. And like they kind of they kind of cut back to previous scenes where Envy was fighting and hitting the ground, and the ground was being affected a lot more than it should be for somebody of Envy's size. Right. And then you see Envy transform into this giant beast with like multiple arms and like bodies and forms trying to escape out of it. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's very Cronenbergian and gross. And Envy just goes to work fighting the two of them and like whoops their asses. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, also green, green with yeah. Envy. <laughs> Yeah, that, actually, that's kind of an interesting point. It, it does turn into like a giant green lizard-looking monster thing. They shoot back to Central. King Bradley, the Fuhrer, has isolated Mustang by transferring all of his staff to various military command headquarters all over the place. But then he assigns Hawkeye as his personal assistant, mm-hmm. basically taking her hostage. So that way, if Mustang tries anything or reveals anything, Hawkeye's right next to King Bradley. He can murder her immediately. Yeah, very smart. And then, yeah, at the very end of the episode, Alphonse is still with Gluttony, and Alphonse actually convinces Gluttony to take him to Father, who apparently Father is in Central. So, which I kind of knew that because that's where they were meeting before. Like somewhere underground in Central, that's where Father is and where his headquarters is. The way he convinced Gluttony is just like despondent. He's like, oh my God, I messed up so bad. I can't face Father. I swallowed envy. I swallowed sacrifices. Whoops. And so Alphonse is like, well, what if you take me to Father? And he's like, oh, he would enjoy that. You're a sacrifice. Because you're a human sacrifice. Exactly. (laughs) So they're of the same accord and they're heading off to Central. 
I don't know why Alphonse is just walking straight into the lion's den. I think he's desperate because he wants to find a way to save Ed and he figures meeting this guy might solve the mystery or get him closer to that. I don't right. know. Anyways, the next episode, they, they launch straight into Edward and Ling fighting against Envy and getting their asses kicked. Edward kind of starts to hesitate because he starts to recognize some of the souls that are trapped within Envy that are crying out. And he, he even hears, which is, I don't know how this is even possible. He hears that little girl that was merged with her dog to make a chimera. Mm-hmm. Like, big mm-hmm. brother Ed? I'm like, how? Yeah, it's I, not it's not actually her. It's just like, just any number of kids that were inside of Envy's body. Right. Just kind of like, reminding you know, him. Just big, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of messed up, but that distraction causes Envy to catch him off guard and swallow him. So, whoops. Edward just <laughs> got swallowed. Then we shoot back swallow to Scar. Inside and, his stomach. <laughs> yeah, basically. So we shoot back to Scar and May, and they locate May's panda with Alphonse and Gluttony, just as Alphonse and Gluttony are entering an underground area to find Father. So they stop and they follow them, you know, close behind. And the way to father is guarded by several chimeras, because of course it is. Mm-hmm. So Scar and May end up having to fight their way through. They shoot back to Edward, who is kind of passing out and dying inside of Envy. And then he sees Envy's Philosopher's Stone. And then he thinks back to some of the pieces of the ruins of Xerxes and how he saw similar pieces of stone with those same types of carvings and gluttony's stomach. And he forms a plan that he might be able to escape. So he calls out to Envy like, hey, I have an idea to get us out of here. How about you let me out of here or whatever, right? Then they shoot back to Bradley and Mustang. And this is where Bradley explains his whole backstory. How he, along with a, a group of many other young boys, were trained from birth for leadership of the army. So like the plan with Amestris and the military and the homunculi went all the way back to the formation, basically, and they were already going to plant a homunculus as the leader. And the way that they did that, he went through rigorous training, and then after many failed attempts where they just murdered young boys, they injected him with a philosopher's stone, and he resisted long enough to where it bonded with him to to turn him into a homunculus. Yeah. Uh, Shooting back to Inside Gluttony, Edward, albeit reluctantly, uses the souls that are inside the Philosopher's Stone of Envy to help transmute himself and open a real gate of truth so Ling and Envy and him can escape. When he arrives at the gate of truth right before he leaves again, he actually sees a young blonde boy. He's naked and emaciated, and I'm talking like almost a skeleton. And it turns out to be Alphonse's body. Yay. And uh, Edward's like, come with me. But he can't take him because Alphonse is not his soul. Like, he's not Alphonse, right? right? He already has his own body. He can't take another. He bursts back through the gate after almost leaving and he yells to Alphonse. He will come back. He promises him just to wait. He'll get there. He will get him out. And that epic finger point. Yeah. Part. He's like, I'll get you out. <laughs> you know. And they pop in the end. Well, they do this sometimes in the in the show. They'll pop in the ending music like, dun, 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 yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, let it all out. I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. kind of slick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the very next episode, not much to say in this next episode. It's kind of like that episode of a long running show where they the flashback episode. It's like a clip oh, show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they show Hohenheim, Edward and Alphonse's father, years ago at a festival in Resinbull. And he's talking with none other than a young Pinnacle, which is um, Winry's grandmother. And 
that blew me away because I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to know that yet. Like I, I had to, cause I didn't know who it was supposed to be, but it seemed like somebody significant at first. I thought it might've been like Edward's master, but, right. uh, it was actually pinnacle as a young woman, which means, uh, Hohenheim is a lot older than he seems mm-hmm. like much, much older. He has flashbacks, you know, espousing like philosophy about humans being foolish and pitiful and their snippets of events of the struggles of all the characters up to the date. And Hohenheim seems to be wrestling with this other aspect of his personality. And I'm wondering more and more if he actually is father or if father is an aspect of his personality that was separated from him. Right. Uh, because again, him and he and father look exactly alike. Yeah. So it's, it's again, they haven't really solved that mystery for me yet, but he's obviously linked with all this somehow. He's a lot older than he seems. And he ends up waking up realizing that it, all of his, you know, ruminations were just a drunken dream. And he leaves, you know, to, I guess, with maybe a further resolve that maybe humans are worth the effort. I don't know. But he's definitely wrestling, wrestling with his own demons and whether or not humans are worth fighting for. I can almost see why he abandoned his family. Uh, mm-hmm. because he's got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot going on and his attachments to humans seem tentative. Like there's obviously some humanity left inside of him and you can tell that he actually really did care for his wife and his children and other people that he met. But at the same time, he's got these other strings that are pulling him. So we'll see how that turns out. But that's pretty much it. That's that's where I ended. So things are still at like full hype mode. Yeah. I'm going to wait to see Edward get out and how that all plays out. I saw the new intro <laughs> with him facing off against all the homunculi and that looks bad. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, I did watch the intro. Like I watched it at the very beginning. So I had less context for me. So I wouldn't ruin anything. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going right. to let it go from here. But yeah, good times. Yeah, man. What, uh, anything surprise you so far in, in uh, this span of episodes or. Hmm. Well, the revelation that the ancient city in between Jing and Amestris that was completely destroyed. Basically, it was a giant kind of gate of truth summoning to turn the entire population into a Philosopher's Stone and how that's probably the plan that they're working towards in Amestris too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they needed a, a Philosopher's Stone that powerful yet. Maybe that has something to do with Hohenheim and his immortality or his long life. I don't know if he's directly involved. Maybe it has something to do with the ambitions of father. I don't know if that's how envy was created or if envy was created by a number of souls close to that large number, or if they made multiple philosopher's stones with that giant event and that sacrifice. But I know that all of this dark research is leading towards dark conclusion. And you got people from Jing that are chasing it because the emperor wants it. You have people in Amestris, like father and the military that are very close to enacting a replica of it, destroying everybody in that city. We're, we're heading towards some bad if the good guys don't uh, find a way to stop them. Next episode is a doozy. All right. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to get to, but then yeah, uh, but interlude the, party uh, flat, interrupted interlude party. it. Right. Sorry, <laughs> like, damn it, not quite yet. I was actually relieved because I got to tell you, man, it's a mouthful to cover three of these episodes every week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost regret like agreeing to do three to one just so we could end the show at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe we should have just done the first twenty something for each show. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. All right, man. Well, I think that is our show. All right. Excellent. So we're ending uh, right at an hour or just under. That's a shorter show than we usually have. Not a whole lot of news this week, though, to be honest. Yeah. So what you going to do? That's all all right. right. 
Thank you for those who came out. We really appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing, you want to hear more, maybe you want to follow Derek and some of the sweet deals he's picking up, where can they uh, hit you up at? You can check out my eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamergoodiesandmore. Follow me on Instagram at gamergoodiesmore and on Twitter at goodies underscore more. And that's where I will have posts of all the awesome things that I pick up. And one more thing I forgot to mention, I oh, yeah, ended sure. up picking up a PS4 a switch arms and like four extra controllers for the ps4 for 200 dollars. wow and that was like crazy and i've already sold the ps4 so that's amazing yeah. pickup yeah and the person contacted me they're like hey you still buying video games i was, I was like well, yeah <laughs> and then yes, she I told am. me what all she had and i was like oh she's gonna want like mm, four or five hundred dollars no she mm. said a hundred dollars for this and a hundred dollars for that i was like wow. hey man i will be there tomorrow morning bro <laughs> That's amazing. Good yeah. find, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Right on, right on. Well, yeah. if folks out there are interested, you can find and follow me on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL. My YouTube channel is MC Paper Stacks Plays, so you can see all the games I've been talking about playing this year. If you want to watch me live, I Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash MC Paper Stacks. Mondays, I do brawlers. I'm playing through the story mode of Age of Calamity right now. Fridays, I do horror games. Right now, I'm playing through Resident Evil 7 for a bit. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays are in the mainstream. Do that at 8 o'clock Eastern. Right now I'm playing through Miles Morales. After that will probably be Cyberpunk. If there's some time in between, maybe a little bit of Spider-Man Remastered. We'll see. We upload new episodes of this podcast every single Sunday. Our hub is anchor.fm slash player2 is entered the pod. You can find us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you like, you can email us with questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, criticisms, mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. I run a group called Gamers. You can find me at facebook.com slash groups slash indie gamers. I'd like to thank you once again for giving us a listen, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Goodbye. All right. See ya.